I've done everything that you can think about in art, dance, painting, acting, gymnastics, literally everything. And I quit all of it. Um, this was a, just a, a weird situation that just blossomed into being something amazing. I really actually never said I was going to be a designer. It just happened. My name is CJ, and welcome to Black in Fashion, a podcast that highlights key Black figures who have impacted the world of fashion as we know it today, as well as those who continue to influence its ever-changing industry. Each episode, we'll profile different people from past to present, as well as conduct interviews and engage in dialogue around race and diversity within the fashion industry. For the season premiere of Black in Fashion, I was able to connect with none other than Prep Curry, About a month ago, Gap Inc. announced a brand new collaboration with Memphis-born, Los Angeles-based designer Prep Curry with Banana Republic. Prep Curry is a streetwear designer who is known for his use of bold prints, colors, and florals in his unisex designs. This collection is part of Banana Republic's ongoing effort to elevate up-and-coming designers while also showcasing the talent of Black creatives. The Prep Curry and Banana Republic collaboration featured 16 signature pieces, most of which are sold out on their website. For this interview, I was able to discuss Prep's journey, which led him to this collaboration. His story is unforgettable and sure to inspire many. So I hope you enjoy. Let's start with this collaboration with Gap and Banana Republic. First off, Huge congrats to you. That's a really big deal. But how did you land this opportunity to design a collection with Banana Republic? Uh, thank you. Um, I actually got the opportunity to be in New York Fashion Week in 2019. And actually the next day, well, of course, all the companies were there. And the next day I was actually running kind of late to this luncheon and I ended up sitting down. And I pulled a seat out. Well, first, I pulled a seat out for my fiance, let her sit down. And I sat down at the first two chairs that we can actually see. And it was a guy up talking. I didn't know who he was. Um, I just heard the latter part of his conversation. And he came and sat down. And when he sat down, he sat down right next to me. I'm an introvert at the same time, as well as an extrovert. So it was Kind of weird for me just to have somebody to sit down and just be right there. But uh, he looked yeah, right I, at I me. I totally like, get that, too. <laughs> yeah, he looked at me and was like, hey, you're Prep Curry, and you did amazing last night. And I kind of had this weird look on my face like, man, I don't know who you are, but thank you. Like, that was kind of mind-blowing. And I just asked him, I was like, um, thank you, sir, but who are you? I didn't say it in a rude way. I was just like, I don't know who this guy is. And then he stuck his hand out and was like, hey, I'm Mark with um, Banana Republic. I'm the VP. And my mouth flew open. And I was like, wow. I immediately was like, man, I would love it if you guys work with me. Um, I think you guys need kind of like a, you know, a fresh air of new, you know, beginnings of banana and stuff like that. And then I realized what I was saying. I kind of backtracked. But right, before, right when I was like, man, I'm sorry for saying that. He was like, no, I actually agree. And he gave me his business card. and then. One conversation led to another. Wow. So that's like a perfect example of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And as well as not um, feeling like you can't be authentic and really be you. If you're a person that makes opportunities happen for yourself, then do it. 
So anyone who's really familiar with the Prep Curry brand, they know your aesthetic. It's bold, vibrant, fun, lots of colors and prints and patterns. So what what really inspires your overall aesthetic or the look for your brand? Well, the overall aesthetic of my brand is based off of a rose, um, off of flowers. And that's just off because I'm a changed individual. A flower is literally the only living thing that I believe that you can move from one place to another. And of course, with the right love and, you know, care, that flower can actually blossom and um, the colors can come out a whole lot stronger. So I use that as the emphasis of my brand as a changed individual. And that, that's, that's really cool. And, you know, when I was going through, you know, I was looking at your collection with, um, with Banana Republic and even to your website and the parallels are right there. You know, you definitely have a lot of consistency in sort of the way, you know, you, you sort of present patterns and everything. You're based in LA, but your journey in fashion really started in your hometown of Memphis. So yes. what brought you to LA from Memphis, Tennessee? <laughs> I'm be 100, me trying to get away from a whole lot of, um, silliness that I grew up doing, um, being from the hood. So I wanted to actually, uh, like I said, change. I wanted to get away from a lot of things that I was going through. And I wanted to actually get out here and pursue this dream of really being a designer, having real fabrics, man. I was going to Joanne and Hancock Fabric at the time, and you're paying almost $20 for one yard of fabric. You go downtown in, in LA, you got fabrics that's like $2 sometimes, and they're real good fabrics. So if you want to actually, you know, expand your horizons, you got to reach for the stars. So I wanted to come out here and reach, bro. Nice. And you know what I did notice, too? You did get some sort of start in Memphis. So what what sort of got you started on just the, I guess, the path of being a designer and wanting to get into apparel? Um, really from um, not actually having money to do what I really want to do in clothes and growing up not actually having a lot of things that I saw everybody else in, you know, they had at the time Duckhead, Tommy Hill figure, Nautica, whatever. They was rocking it and I couldn't. I mean, my mother, <laughs> she did, my mother, father did the best they could. And, you know, I had a pair of shoes I go outside in. I had a pair of shoes I can go to school in. So I always wanted to get away from that eventually one day. In 2008, I actually ended up getting a sewing machine for my birthday because I asked for it. And one thing led to another, man. I told my parents that I wanted to do it. They didn't believe that I wanted to do it at first because I've done everything that you can think about in art, dance, painting, acting, gymnastics, literally everything. And I quit all of it. Um, This was just a a weird situation that just blossomed into being something amazing. I really actually never said I was going to be a designer. It just happened. Wow. And you know, that's funny because that literally ties into what you said, sort of your inspiration behind the rose and the flower, how, mm-hmm. you know, you take it from one place to another, but it keeps on blossoming. So exactly. even before you got to this point, you had already done a, some work with a fewer, um, few celebrities. Um, you had done the Harlem's fashion row and things like that. So mm-hmm. when did when did you really start to notice things picking up, you know, before you got to Harlem's fashion row? It was maybe a year prior to Harlem's Fashion Row. So yeah, 2018, things started picking like up a lot, a lot, a lot when um, Tank shouted me out. Tank shouted me out on Instagram and me and him got really, really cool. Started kicking in with him and stuff like that. And he started taking me under his wing. And 
that's when I started seeing a lot of people take me um, serious because someone else was taking me serious. And that's when I started meeting a lot of celebrities and I started putting clothes on them and things just kind of like unfolded a little bit. Everything definitely happens for a reason. Most definitely. So it wasn't all glitz and glam along the way, I'm sure. Because anyone who knows, like, especially starting off as a designer, you face a lot of roadblocks. So what sort of roadblocks were you, did you sort of face along your journey? Well, um, <laughs> the biggest roadblock is the fact that I came out to California with no plan and no direction, actually. Um, my cousin told me to come out here and um, no disrespect to her, but we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and which actually caused me to just say, hey, um, I'll be better off sleeping in my car. So um, for the total of the five years that I've lived here, I moved over 31 times. I've been homeless off and home the whole time, and I'm just now actually, as of last year, getting a, a substantial foundation for myself to where I signed a lease and I ain't homeless. <laughs> <laughs> like 31 times in five years. I look personally, I hate moving no matter what. And I barely even do it. So 31 times in five years, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, living out of trash bags and losing stuff constantly. And just a lot of times those 31 times, it'd be different if you knew you had to move each 31 times and you were able to prepare for it, even though you would hate to do it. But when it's just like uh, you're waking up, somebody waking you up saying, hey, you know, um, I lost my spot or, hey, you got to go. Or, I mean, just random things happen and it's just like, okay, what am I going to do? So what sort of lessons do you feel like you've learned from this journey from you know, starting off in Memphis, coming over to L.A., moving the 31 times within five years and now here collaborating with one of the biggest names in fashion, um, at least like one of the most familiar retailers. What sort of lessons do you feel like you've taken from all this? Uh, the biggest lesson I know I've taken um, from this is to really chime in and know that you can really do whatever you want to do. And um, especially the lesson I've learned from not chasing celebrities. Um, everybody has their own identity. You know, you got it on your birth certificate. You got it on your on your license. You got it on literally everything. It's on your social media. Everything has. Everybody has their own true identity, and you need to like chime into that and harness that and stop actually thinking that everybody else is going to change your life when you can change your own. When I realized that, that's when things started happening. Because in the beginning, I'm going to be 100. All the celebrities I dealt with, I was with them night in, night out, dealing with them beyond my homelessness. I would be with them a lot of times and I was putting my life in their hands for the most part, trying to put clothes on them, thinking that they was going to help me out or do collaboration with me and stuff like that. And that's the biggest lesson. As soon as you sit out here and say, I'm putting my life in my own hands and you make things happen for yourself, that's when it happens. Since launching the collaboration with Banana Republic, and I'm, I'm sure I'm one of many, but you've gotten a lot of interviews, a lot of attention on social media happening really quickly. How has that been for you? I know it's still in the early stages. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I would say last week was very interesting. Um, interview after interview after interview where I was like, okay, I need to still do work, y'all. I mean, <laughs> it, that was the weird part, but of course it's starting to get a little bit more um, comfortable 
uh, knowing your position of what you're supposed to be doing in life always helps out. So, I mean, I know this is what God wants me to do, man. So I'm going to learn in it. Where do you, where do you see the Prep Prairie brand going in the future? Man, honestly, household name status. Uh, it will be global. Um, I see it before this year is up. Uh, I mean, well, technically it's already global because of Banana. They have made it global, which I think, I thank them more than they know. I mean, people in Canada trying to get it, Amsterdam trying to get it, it's like really mind-blowing. So I see myself actually really having my clothes really in stores and uh, across the world, man. I know like when you sort of talked about your background and everything and when you first started with a sewing machine, you never got the quote unquote formal training in fashion. So what advice do you have for any emerging designers out there that want to be where you are today? You know, not everyone has a a formal fashion education or has all the resources right in front of them. So what sort of advice would you give to the emerging designer out there? I don't care if you never went to school for it. Nobody ever taught you anything. I watched YouTube. I started just looking at the clothes and taking them apart, taking pictures of them, trying to remember where it was, put it back in that same spot, look at where the stitching was, stitch literally on that same line. Like you got to actually use your own mind and realize that nobody's going to give you anything in this world. You got to go out and take it. So, I mean, we're computers. We can download anything we want to do. If you put it in your mind to say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So that's literally it. So are there any designers or brands that have inspired you along the way or like any any brands that you've admired from afar for a while? I'm going to be completely honest. I have this very, very bad habit of trying my best not to look at anybody clothing. Um, Brands, even designers, because you can really venture off into looking at their stuff and getting so inspired by it that you start actually incorporating that in your own designs. Uh, so I don't look at designs. I mean, uh, I don't look at designers anymore. I don't look at brands anymore. I don't shop. I really don't go to the mall. So I kind of don't know what <laughs> is going on in the fashion world as of right now. I can only speak of being as a child that growing up Nike, Polo, and like Nautica, of course, and Tommy Hilfiger were like very important to me. So that's honestly the only thing I can say. I can only speak about actually fashion influencers like Dapper Dan, uh, Andre D. Thousand, uh, Farnsworth Bentley. I can only speak about that. I can't really speak about brands and um, stuff. Got it. All right. So, you know, let the listeners know where can where can they get a piece of prep curry where can they find your work if they wanted to you know wanted to rock it themselves you can find prep curry literally at prepcurry.com prep curry on instagram prep curry on facebook just prep curry literally everywhere thank you again to prep for connecting with me for this episode again a lot of these pieces are sold out on the banana republic website but that doesn't stop you from checking out his mainline collection at prepcurry.com Black in Fashion is written and produced by me, edited by Joel North. The theme music is from PBTM Production Music Library, and background music for our profile episodes comes from Lakey Inspired. The title is Better Days. Please like, subscribe, review, and rate Black in Fashion five stars on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud. 
Lastly, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at BLKNFSHN. Again, that's at BLKNFSHN, just like the logo. Thanks for listening.